lot of paras out and or like people out and so the paras are having to cover other things so they can't cover lunch and when we got this new principal my second year i'm in my third year my second year she was like i would never put you in the cafeteria like you know you're um a certified teacher just like everybody else um so I wouldn't do that to you and then now it's happening and i understand that it's a circumstance that we're in but also i really feel like that could easily be taken advantage of and they could continue to do that beyond the necessity of it um so you know doing lunch duty i'm also our team lead so every time things like this come up I'm the one that has to go delegate it to my team and say, okay, like here's our schedule for lunch coverage and um, all of that. So I have to be the bad guy. But yeah, yeah, yesterday I was like, really? On my one day, and it's not even like, cause I can plan while my student teacher is teaching. So I'm not really missing that planning time, but she's missing that planning time that she has gotten used to. Yeah. Uh, but our AP said, well, you can just show a video. And I said, that is what we will be doing. <laughs> Not last minute going to plan an additional activity just because somebody else is absent. Right. That's yeah. not, you know, Absolutely. if you want to give me his pay for the day, then sure. But right. Um, yeah. So she was like, yeah. and our AP used to be a coach, like a, an elementary PE coach. So she is really good at defending our value in the building. Um, apparently she's had people go to her and say, hey, can the special teachers run copies for us? And she's like, no, that's not their job. Oh my God. Um, yeah, and so I sent an email out probably three weeks ago now, maybe even a month ago, um, because we had some teachers just not not pulling their weight as far as making the just the flow of the day go well and they were being they're griping about me not being on zoom on time i'm sorry i have 10 minutes to clean an entire classroom and also transition and pick up your virtual kids um so it just like things like that so i thought i was sending what was supposed to be a nice email mm -hmm. and our admin is very much if you can handle it in-house handle it without us. And so I thought as team lead, I'll send a positively worded email that says, everybody pull your weight. Um, and people went and complained about it. And so the assistant principal pulled me into her office and said, okay, look, I get it, but this is me talking to you because they didn't like it. I what? understand where you're coming. From. Yeah. Um, and I'm very much like, I cry when I get frustrated. Yeah. So well, yeah. She's like, don't cry. I'm like, no, you have <laughs> She and I go back and forth all the time. She goes, no, don't cry. And I go, no, I have to cry. And then I'll get over it and I'll, you know, move on. But yeah, it's just been like little things like that. Yeah. And, but one of our fourth grade teachers, he does a daily post on Facebook after work. And it says how many days we have until the end of the year. Ugh. And so that's been what's getting us all through this like crazy week is mm -hmm. on Facebook. Mike goes and posts what, what day we're at. And we already started countdown at, it's like 55 i think is where he starts at so mm -hmm. well, yeah. <sighs> that's a but lot yeah Katie. everything that everybody else has said is like yes mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and it our spring break is that like blended march april week and it's just like can't be here soon enough and i'm seeing teachers on instagram on their break now 
Yeah. Oh, must be nice. That's yeah. my yeah. Is the March to April one week. Yeah. Um, that's that's something we haven't talked a lot about is the dynamics with colleagues. It's it's tough. I mean, we've talked about the part of like you know you feeling like you're on a music teacher island, and the fact that it's hard to relate to the classroom teachers and like you feel like you get misunderstood or they asking you to make a copy and things like that. There's going to be always teachers who don't value what you do, don't view you as like you have to remind them. I have an education degree too, you know, we just took a right. few different classes. That's about it. Like we're all teachers and the admin part, it's, it is frustrating because it sometimes does feel like behind the scenes, there's always these petty clicks or teachers who just stick with their grade level or whatever it might be or you know it, it is just such it's like this weird dynamic that nobody talks about but it's just kind of understood um i got pulled because i was mouthy i know y'all are surprised but i got pulled not mouthy but like i was i would like stay on my ground and be like listen I asked you to da 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 like you know the teacher that would never be on time to pick up her class and then that means I couldn't get the other class in and then that means that teacher was mad at me because you know God forbid they miss one minute of their plan time that everybody was took away from me and I'm sitting there like I mean I can't control the teacher coming but would they say something to that teacher of course not so then I would yeah. finally address it with the teachers and they'd get mad at me like I'm oh, hold on a minute this is not me but yeah an admin um, my admin pulled me into her office one time because a parent complained about me told her that her son. <laughs> And I worked at, I've told you all my story, I worked in a very inner city school, a lot of, you know, issues, but um, like not issues, but on, well, honestly, yes, a lot of behavior stuff. Yeah. I, I called this child's mom, the whole class was sitting there. They were, they were, I told them, keep doing what we're doing as much as you could. Cause you know, when you turn your back, everything falls apart, but keep trying, try to keep doing what we were doing. It was just, I had to, I had to call his mom. There's nothing else was working. And it was the situation where I sent him to the office. He would get sent down to my room. So I was like, well, that's great. Um. Oh, no worries. Um, and so I called his mom. It was very calm. I was talking just like this. I was a little firm. It was just like, hey, you know, and then it, and then I got the, oh, my child wouldn't do that. He dropped the F, F word in my room, um, was threatening to fight another kid, which just is normal to everyday occurrence in my classroom. Um, and so the mom, instead of being like, oh, I understand. I'm so sorry. Or I know his classroom teacher had called consistently as well. I got called in the principal's office the next day because the mom called and said I was yelling at the top of my lungs at her child and she didn't know she thought no she said and Miss Peresta thought that he had hung the phone up but all he did is set it down and I could hear the whole thing she what? pulled about five or six different kids into the office to ask them and not, they all said that didn't happen she didn't yell she talked yeah. and came back and taught us and so the mom completely got caught but I was like why could you not have just trusted me that to know my character that I wouldn't do that and that this mom's a little cray cray it just that kind of stuff it just makes you be like why are you undermining me and making me feel like I'm a kid in trouble when I know so have you all experienced that like Ashley um or Taylor have you experienced I mean even the school year where you feel like a colleague or your administrator has made you feel a certain way and it's hard because you want to defend yourself but you also don't want to get like in trouble i know <laughs> i hate to say that because it makes you feel like a kid but have you experienced anything like that lately um the art teacher and i were always like 
we're so happy we're in the dungeon because we're in the basement and we only see each other and we're like we like don't you know we're never around like mm-hmm. the petty teachers and stuff but i remember like like my administration they're very supportive of us um but like how you talk like about the behavior stuff like i also teach in a city school so yeah know, i deal with stuff and it's like sometimes when it comes to certain things it's like hello are you there <laughs> they <laughs> but, just they're like, yeah. that's when they leave the like, building and you're like, where are you going? Yeah. I have another meeting. There's no way you have this many meetings. Trust mm-hmm. me. <laughs> um, but it's just interesting because I mentioned like we get pulled to sub and it's always like you find out right when you walk in, like it's like maybe, well, I go in early. So I usually have like 45 minutes to like brace myself for whatever's coming. But it's like, I'll go and talk to teachers to figure out what I'm doing or like, I'm subbing for a virtual kindergarten teacher. So they're not in the building. So I talked to another one, but they lost mm. their planning plan period. And they're like, well, what am I supposed to do since I lost my planning period? And I'm like, I don't know. It's yeah, not right. It's not your problem. Yeah. I mean, and for me, I always tell them like, I have, since I have those virtual kids, they don't even have to do anything. Like all they do is they just open up the Schoology lesson and it's mm-hmm. done for them. They just have to monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, what was, oh, how was my train of thought? I always lose my train of thought. Um, oh, about the kindergarten teacher. Well, that was that part. <laughs> You're like, there's more, but wait, I, there's more. There, there was something else, but I don't know. Teachers just get like. Very about much. the plan time, missing the plan time. Yeah. Yeah. Plan time, but Which I get it. I get it. Too. Especially in our I building. I do. Really yeah. But it's also yeah. like. You can't control covering every single person's class. It's not possible. No. Oh, and the other one was, so we do PBIS mm-hmm. and we do these red tickets and stuff. And just this one teacher, she's just very negative. And so like, I just, I, one of the kids earned it in my class or it, when I was teaching the class, so I gave them the red ticket and I was at the end of class and I was like, oh, hey, so-and-so earned a red ticket. So they'll need to, you know, take it down tomorrow. And she's like, oh, I don't even do that. I don't have time to do stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't die okay i'm like i gave him one out you're like well then he's like oh well then i can earn one in here and it's not nothing's gonna happen kind of situation kind of undermines you a little bit teachers are just a little yeah 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 have you noticed that more like with so like the back and forth of we're in person we're not and then this is changing and then oh we're on a cart no we're not get out of my classroom i need my plan is it more do you feel like this year than it was and taylor i know this is your first year but Katie and Ashley, do you feel like, is it worse this year with like teachers being a little bit more stressed? I mean, the stress I can't imagine, it's like magnified. Do you feel like everybody's just kind of a little bit, especially as we're nearing the end of the school year, do you notice that more with just like some, maybe they would have kept it to themselves and lately it's just word vomiting on you? I think part of it is that we, so we don't have any in-person like meetings, like faculty mm. meetings. And I've kind of noticed a lack of like school-wide communication, like it's just talking things out. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of it is some people don't feel part of the like planning process or um, don't feel like they have a space in which they can voice their opinions. Um, and then kind of the other way around, if I say something in a leadership meeting, I honestly don't think it's going to make it to every teacher and a lot of times the teachers that I need that to get to hmm. are not their team leads. And so it's just kind of like talking into an empty room 
Um, but I feel like that's part of it is that we're not really working as a school unit this year because we don't have those like, okay, let's sit down and hash this out, um, which, you know, sometimes there's a time and space to not do that. But I think yeah. some people just, um, and not everybody has a team lead that like genuinely thinks like, okay, is all of my team going to be good with this? Or, you know, asking their team, do you have any questions about it? Mm-hmm. Taylor, what about you? Have you, have you had some issues with um, relationships in your building with colleagues? Uh, you know what I've been, so I was in this building last year as a. Oh, that's right. I remember that. It was mm-hmm. in yeah special ed. I've been in this district kind of throughout, but um, okay. we have really, I, I, I don't have any, I don't have any issues with any of the people in my building, my principal, um, yeah, he rubs some people the wrong way, but he's been nothing but good to me. Um, in terms of, I feel like with like the district, like district, like teaching and learning office at district office, I feel like they're kind of disorganized in how they communicate with special area teachers. Mm. So much information has been given to grade level teachers, which I understand because they see them majority of the time. But I just feel like, like we, there's been so many professional development meetings for like classroom teachers and there's just like nothing for special area teachers mm-hmm. and things change last minute for special area teachers and she's just not organized with it and I, and I get it it's a specialized field so you don't know as much about the curriculum but it just especially with all these changes it just yeah. feels like special areas are kind of getting the short end of the stick in terms of communication that's being sent out and like we have some schools that are adding sections And so they're saying, you know, that some special area teachers might need to do an in-person as well as a virtual they'd already had planned, which they would never think of doing something like that for a classroom teacher. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But so I feel like in terms of district office, I would say definitely kind of lack of communication, but um, in, in terms of building level, I'm, yeah, I'm blessed with a really, really great building with solid solid people but um yeah i could see that that being frustrating because there's not katie i feel like you've talked about that with just the lack of communication with what do you expect us to do i mean i know when COVID first hit it was like that with everyone but like you said the communication with the classroom teachers um when like you said i do know well the district like we live in the classroom teachers they at the beginning of the school year some were assigned to still teach in the building and then the kids who chose virtual learning, those teachers were assigned to teach virtually. But like you said, for music, it's like you're doing both and you're like, hold on. Right. So I do. I mean, it's hard, though, because if you voice that, they'll be like, but you're the music teacher. And, and yeah, it's but too. And <laughs> Which, it's my first year, too. Yeah. So me also a little bit little bit hesitant where I feel like if I had more years under mm-hmm. my belt, I might mm-hmm. be able to speak up more in meetings and it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't, but you almost kind of feel like, ah, I don't want to rub people the wrong way or come across as complaining, but there's such a difference between complaining about something yeah, and confronting something that needs to be fixed. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're complaining. It just means there's a problem yeah. here that needs to be resolved. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a balance. Yeah, completely. 
Um, so with your students, it made me think of that with the, the all the transitions. Yeah. You know, we talk about relationship building with which in a regular school year, you can build those relationships. I'm talking like you to the students, but I mean the students with each other. They kind of have camaraderie and they start like growing together as a class as the year goes on. But with so much in and out and changing and they're okay, this student switched from virtual to in person and then this person went from pers in person to virtual and whatever. Um, and you were going to their classroom on a cart and now they're coming to you. There's just so much change. It is harder. I feel like probably classroom management, that's a large part of it because you're like, I don't know how to develop a classroom management system this year if everything keeps changing. And so um, have you seen that with your students where it's kind of harder for them? Ashley, remind me, are you in, are you the one that's in the school where there's a lot of transition anyways with the students moving in and out? Whereas Katie, you yeah. have that too, I think. Yes, we have kids moving all the time. We actually, we just had a union meeting. One of the teachers were talking. There's a fourth grader who's moved through every single homeroom. What? Has had four different teachers at this point. What? That's how much they shift everything around. Um, wow, so. that's, that's crazy. That's and it's just hard because we have the, the six-day rotation schedule as well. Mm -hmm. And then we have the blue and gold or purple and gold week. So when we talk about classroom management, it's like this one class on Wednesday I had, it was super rough, but it's like, I'm not going to see them for another two weeks. You know, mm. how do you have any consistency when you only see them in person once every one or two weeks? That's right. true. That's true. And then by the time they come back, they're not, you know, the kids will be like, well, what did I even get in trouble for? I don't remember. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I do. <laughs> uh, I know. So that is part of it too, that the toughness of getting the kids to have relationships with each other and staying consistent like even if you are consistent like you said if you're not seeing the students very often or they were used to seeing you over a screen and now it's in person then they're like well wait do you have the same rules or what is what's the rules in the classroom because normally by now they would have been used to i mean you're still gonna have to go over your procedures and all the things but they're like a little bit used to it especially your upper elementary it's just gonna be reminders of what you expect and they're like well what do we what is your rules in here now you know um yeah so that there's so much to this school year where we've talked a lot about teaching and how to adjust your lesson plans, but I wanted to really just mainly touch on like the feelings part of it and the relational part of it with when it comes to colleagues and your students, because that's real too. And that I feel like is a lot of it too. Yeah, we can talk about self-care to a blue in the face, but like if you are taking care of yourself at home, but then you're going to school and still dealing with these real situations, it's hard to have self-care throughout the day if you're just like, dude, like <laughs> these teachers won't leave me alone. Um, no, and talking about plan time, you know, you are legally, like, supposed to legally get a plan time. I know in the state of Arkansas, Oklahoma, I feel like it's national-wide, but I'm not 100% clear on that. But I do know that that, I know there's not a lot of assemblies this year, but plan time, mine was always taken away because when do you think they would schedule assemblies? They knew when my plan time was. They knew, you know, um, field trips, make sure the kids uh, make sure they're gone, try to be gone during Jessica's plan time. Even if I was the one taking them on, you know, my fourth and fifth grade honor choir on an, on a field trip. And I'm like, I mean, but then, you know, I don't know. You just always, it's not as big a deal. And then it's just, it's hard sometimes feeling like you're constantly trying to prove yourself and be like, listen, music's worth it. I'm worth it. It's worth it to have it in the school. And I'm a professional too. Constantly feel like you're just trying to prove yourself. But I feel like more than anything, 
use your words if you need to. If you feel like there's something not right, do not feel like you can't speak up for that. But I feel like more than anything, it's just like by being an amazing teacher, by building relationships, not with not with just students, but the colleagues in your building. We've talked about that before. You won't be able to connect with all of them. There's going to always be some who just, no matter how hard you try, those were the ones I wanted to try the hardest with. And they still would just be like, right. you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't act like they cared. But I know they did. Deep down inside, they did. <laughs> they just couldn't show it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not losing you. But what else, y'all? Um, Katie, it's amazing the way things get scheduled, but the kids never miss specials in our building. Yep, yep. Yet they wouldn't They'll advocate the other way around. Losing their planning. But mm -hmm. if it's us losing our planning, oh, no worries. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yes. Um, yeah, they like, I mean, obviously not this year, but somehow there's something they were doing. But like, not field day, but field trips, assemblies, career day. Like it's always during your plan time. Mm -hmm. But they would basically do career day, lunch, and come to specials. And it's like, okay, nobody else in the building is right. planning content for that day. Yeah. And I, you know, I might have somebody in my room that I'm mm -hmm. having to bounce, like hosting a, you know, professional musician mm -hmm. and teaching a lesson and it's like this constant back and like I understand that is my job is to teach well, yeah so right it's frustrating when it doesn't it's not a two-way street yeah yeah or when they're in a non-covid school year when there's a dress rehearsal for a program and they're like well why don't you do it during your plan time you're like well I kind of needed to plan for the rehearsal right for the rehearsal <laughs> So, but sure, because, you know, you can't fight it. So it's just, um, and that's what's frustrating, too, is a lot of teachers do still view music educators as just the air quote plan time teacher. It's not, it's like, as long as I'm getting my plan time, I don't really care where my class is. I don't care where they're going, you know. They see the value of music. Some of them do. Some of them really do. But there's some of them that are literally just like, do they go to art PE music today? I don't know. I don't care who's taking them. Who's taking them? Who's taking my class? And you're like, hold on. Just like, it just, that irks me. Cause it's like, you're not, you didn't go to college to learn how to cover a plan time. That's not, you know, that's not what your, your goal here is. So, um, so let's talk about that. What, um, oh, let me read this comment. I can't find my mouse. Oh, there it is. Had a local college bring in music performers. I'm reading this so people watching the replay can hear it. Bring in music performers once every few months, and the admin would specifically rearrange the special schedule so students wouldn't miss their special. My dean would always ask me if I met the person in charge of the program, and I was like, nope. Yep. And um, I loved when live musical performances were scheduled without anybody asking me or telling me about it. I'm like, who's coming today? That would have been nice to talk to the kids about this and like prepare them and talk to them about what this performer, who they are and what type of music they're playing. But no, by all means, just have them come on in and I'll talk to them about it later. <laughs> Ugh, I know. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh, yeah. So being music in our schools month, we've talked about, um, oh, I did on my podcast, I talked about music ed advocacy. We've been talking about it a little in the Harmony group. So without like, I mean, we know the major ways to advocate for music. You know, you can't this year, like, go to your Capitol building and march around with a sign so much. But what simple ways, let's talk about that to end this call. What simple ways have you been advocating for music with your students or with the families, even if you can't see them in person and they're not allowed to come in your school building or the teachers in your building? Um, just tell us any fun activities you've been doing, 
even if it's just what you normally do, that's still advocating for music because you're still teaching music. So anything that you want to share that's been fun in the month of March that you've been doing with your kiddos? So when I did, I always have these great big, amazing plans for music in our schools month. And then it comes around and I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> well, especially this year, you're like, halfway through March now, like, eh. upstream. So, and I feel like it gets gypped too, because a lot of times spring break falls in March. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I could have had, if I had four full weeks, I could plan like some kind of event, but by the time it occurs to me, you know, that's two weeks away. Yeah. Time. Um, but something that I did is our school PTO runs a Facebook page and I'd say at least half of our families are in that group. Um, and I just put something at the beginning of March and they're like, I made a little graphic and said, um, how do you, or like, how does music influence or have an impact in your home? I don't even yeah. remember how it yeah. but some kind of question. And then I just try to go in and kind of bump that once a week. Um, I mean, you get some really good responses and I was going to make some kind of display in our main front hallway and take those responses and bring them into the building and make some kind of, not a bulletin board, but something. Mm -hmm. um, but we've been, there's been this big push on these programs. I don't know if y'all, if anybody uses IXL or Lexia or T3000. Um, and so they're just really focused on this data that, Hmm. I really feel like it matters that much but the kids when they yeah. pass a certain amount of stuff they get to go sign their name which was cool like the first week we did it but yeah. we're on week three and it's just these butcher paper things all over the walls so there's nowhere really for me to put anything yeah in the front building but I thought that that would realistically be or idealistically be a good idea um since families like it's you can't really have like a music night some mm -hmm. schools do that where the families come in and they have different yeah. activities planned. Um, that way there's still some kind of like outside element coming into the building. And that way families kind of feel part of it too. I thought about, again, lots of ideas, no action. Um, doing like a flip grid and having families like make some kind of music at home or even like teaching the kids something that they can go home and teach their families. Mm -hmm. And then setting up a flip grid board where families could submit videos of them doing that at home. Ah. Uh, so again, and like, but also my student teachers full time now. So like, right. I yeah. can't really do anything, but okay. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. And you know, we've had this conversation too. Do not let yourself feel guilt for one second. If you see someone post the most amazing ideas they're doing every single day in the month of March with their students and their families for music in our schools month. There's going right. to be teachers who have like these bulletin boards that stretch out the length from one end of the school building, literally all the way to the other end. And you're like, I put a poster up, right. whatever, you know, like I am so huge on just be yourself because, and let expectations you put on yourself go, because if you're trying your best, that's all you can do, you know? And what's cool about you having these ideas is like, you can say, well, I didn't get to them this year, but maybe next year when things aren't so insane, maybe I can. So, yeah, um, you know, March stuff. yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but no, that's a great, even what you've already done, just posting on Facebook, it's probably cool to see families sharing what they do because maybe you're like, oh, I didn't know that or let you kind of know that child a little better, like with what, 
you know, their families, how they're involved in music. Maybe you never even knew that before. So that's a good idea, Katie. Ashley or Taylor, do you guys have anything you've been doing? And if not, it's totally okay. But I just wanted to, no, that's fine. Yeah, to be honest with all these trans <laughs> transitions, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly just trying to keep my head above the yeah. wall. Yeah. I think I, I'm just trying, I, I had, I don't know if it's on my phone, I'll have to get it, but this kid had a response to like the last seesaw activity for the cycle. And he, uh, he said, he said, I love music because it gives me a spark. Aww. that was he was he was in first grade and I just thought that was like the sweetest thing he's always the one who gives like five minute seesaw responses explaining everything That's in great so detail cute. what he's doing um but yeah he said music yeah music gives me a spark and I thought that was like mm -hmm. the sweetest thing like that's what mm -hmm. it's about you know it's just trying to connect with these kids and have, giving them a platform to be able to just oh yeah yourself so totally uh, but no next March <laughs> yeah and you know what you could you should screenshot things like that and just hang I on no, I'm like, it, yeah you know, I, I took yeah. a video and I was going to put it on my Instagram but then I I didn't not a video I took a, um like a video of his of his voice it wasn't his face right I, I don't know what I can put on yeah it's media. I know it's a it's a tricky but I saved it to like, my phone yeah. and I saved all yeah. the comments to my phone too so. love it because that is gonna remind you but just sweet little instant comments like that yeah. because that just shows you like that child even if you're having the hardest day and you're struggling with like planning how to go back to school and all the things right. to him music is his spark and it's like he could be having the roughest day or like not doing not excelling in another subject area but he's like wait my creativity comes alive in here so right. that's why i always go back to focusing on one one student because honestly doesn't mean you ignore the other kids but there's just gonna always be one child who you're like yeah you're the reason i show up and it's not just for him there's other kids thinking the same thing they just don't say it you know and so for music yeah. in our schools month honestly that's just you focusing on you as a music teacher like right. what you know, like remembering your why, that is a why. That's a reason you do it. You're doing what you're doing. And so I feel like music in our schools month, yeah, celebrate it with your students, mention it. But if you don't, part of it too is just you advocating for yourself by remembering why you're showing up to teach music, honestly, and just teaching music. <laughs> like just the fact that you have music in your school is a celebration because, you know, there's so many schools now not just now, but forever that have cut music. And it's just so sad. So um, just the fact that your school and the students you're teaching get to have music is a celebration. So uh, yeah, I think it's huge. Any closing thoughts or questions, you guys? I know it's been a long day. Um, twice today, I thought it was Monday. and It's not. That's what today felt like. <laughs> um, but Anything else? Do you have any questions about anything or comments about anything we didn't even touch on tonight? Um, so this week we were doing the Sicilian folk song music. And I don't know why I didn't think of this. I should have thought of it. But, you know, there's a couple kids like, oh, they sound funny. Why are they talking like that? Why do they look like that? Like, mm. what's like a short, sweet, simple way to address students who find different cultural norms funny well first of all i was going to just say i think remembering their kids and mm -hmm. so they are going to just kind of say what's on their mind mm -hmm. and i don't think 
I mean, well, you know your students, but I don't think kids, for the most part, mean it offensively. I think when they say, like, why do they look funny, it probably just means, like, why are they dressing differently than I'm used to seeing, you know? Or why is this music so different than I'm used to hearing? And, um, yeah. Anybody, anybody else have thoughts on that before I keep going? Just, like, what you were saying that they are kids, like... <laughs> What I love about my student teacher is that she's teaching me to have a lot more patience with the children being children because she has a much higher or she's a higher tolerance for noise. Mm -hmm. And I have to literally like sit at the back table and turn my back to the class so that I don't interject and give her a chance to manage the classroom as her own. Um, but that's something that she has done a really beautiful job. She, um, was teaching about genres this week with the third graders um and a lot of the times they were like that like you know not ugly about that they don't like it but they were kind of not really making not not making fun of but did not mm -hmm. how, know how to express yeah that something was different than what they were used to and then we've also been really big about um names as people's identities because when we were, especially when we were doing like Black History Month, a lot of um, artists, so like Dizzy Gillespie and now I'm blanking, Thelonious Monk, names mm -hmm. like that. And they were like saying their names wrong, but like the fifth graders were saying them wrong on purpose. And That's so I kind of got on my soapbox and said, you know, you would want people to say your name the right way because that's what, that's how I identify you as you. Like yeah. you are Jessica. Have you read the book, Your Name is a Song? Uh, mm -hmm. No, but that's on my list of books to get. Okay, yeah, you gotta just do that. You do that book. It's a fantastic book. And then um, they can, that was a seesaw activity where they had to write their name and say their name. Mm -hmm. um, but that book is exactly what you're talking about. You gotta, you gotta read it. Yeah. Um, so I think just like being willing to have that conversation with the kids and saying like, you're feeling this way because it's different than what you're used to. Um, and here are ways that we can celebrate those differences um, in an appropriate manner. Um, so, mm -hmm. and just like acknowledging and not, and not using an accusatory tone, because that's also important that you don't make them feel like, oh, what you're doing is wrong because they don't know how to do it the right way. You have to teach them the right way in order for that to happen. Because when I addressed it, I'm usually like, like, oh, like it's going to sound silly because it's different. Mm -hmm. And like my third graders today, I was talking to them like, you know, like in other countries, like English sounds weird to them. They think it sounds funny. And it's like, you know, like we have the respect or the cultures, but then it's like, you know, you want your kids who like are carrying on. And it's just like, that's uh, not the point of this lesson. <laughs> yeah. Trying to rein them back in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like what Katie was saying. Just reminding them, like, yeah, talk about it at the beginning of the lesson. And then just, you know, like you said, I think just addressing it and saying, but I also think what I was, what I was thinking about, um, if they say something like this sounds funny or they look funny, then instead of being like, don't use that word or why don't say funny, that's offensive, but maybe say like, why do you think that? Like, what, what makes you think that about this? Is it the way it sounds? Well, why do you think it sounds funny? And then maybe they start talking about, I don't know, the instruments or the way the voices sound or um, that it's slow or whatever. 
Um, and then you can say, oh, what are some other words we could use to describe that? Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe you start writing them on the board or whatever. Um, and then, um, you know, and just talking about maybe you go into the details about if they're dressed a certain way. This is the reason this culture dresses this way. This is how it started. And this is why they they would think we're funny for wearing jeans or, you know, the boys were, you know, in your classes probably wear sweatpants all the time and um, leggings for the girls and things like that. And so their culture would think that looks silly. And then why though? Why do y'all dress that way? So I think just having conversations and of course you're limited with the amount of time you see the kids. So of course, you know, but I think maybe even leaving five minutes open to have a discussion around it and say, oh, I saw you laughing. Well, why? why? What's funny? Not to call them out or embarrass the kid, but like, why do you think that's fun? Why did you say it's funny? Or why are you laughing? Like, what makes you have that emotion? And then maybe they don't even know, or maybe they will stop because you call them out and they'll be like, oh, she saw that, you know? And so um, that's my favorite is when you see a child, like wanting all, wanting all the attention, then I'll give it to them. And then they'll be like, oh, just kidding. It's not the reaction I wanted. So, um, but not to embarrass a kid, but let's be honest. Sometimes you need to embarrass that one child. You know, the one I'm talking about to get their attention. And then the rest of the class is like, I don't want to be called out. So I'm going to be quiet, but yeah, just knowing kids, sometimes they will, it's like sometimes also when they feel uncomfortable, like something that's out of their comfort zone, it's like, this is way different than what I'm used to hearing. Like I'm not used to hearing this type of music. So if I feel uncomfortable, I'm probably just going to laugh or make a comment because I feel uncomfortable just because it's new. Maybe it's just new and different. So that's part of what I was thinking too. Yeah. Taylor, did you have something to say? No, I was just going to say that's, that's great. Okay, cool. Do you guys have anything else before we go? I know y'all are probably tired and just want to get, go to bed and whatever you do at this time of night, <laughs> grab you an adult beverage or something. Um, <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much for showing up. If you have any more questions, post in the group and, share if you're you know maybe you don't have like a specific activity for music in our schools month it's just anything you're doing this month it just why music is important maybe that others can share with their families or the other teachers in their school and um this conversation was very refreshing and just remember that you are doing a great job even if the other teachers in your school aren't aren't showing appreciation and you feel like you feel like a yo-yo this year with all the up and down and changes and all this stuff so um yeah, Taylor, uh, share that kid's thoughts on music yeah. in the group. Yes, that would be a great conversation starter is what is something a child, you know, that you have taught and talking to anyone in Harmony, what is something that a child has said? Yeah, about how music makes them feel. I think that's a great thing to ask in the group for sure. Yeah. All right, ladies, have a good night. And let me know if you need anything. Thanks so much. Yeah, bye.